welcome to the Tell Me Something Good show, where every week we share with you, well, something good. Because who knows, it just might change your life one week at a time. I'm Brett, and together with my co-host, Paolo, we want to help you see the bright side. Because there's always good in the world. You just have to know where to look. All right, welcome to episode... What is it, 10? 5,342,000. Something like that. Episode 10 of season 3, I think it is. Um, Took a few weeks away for uh, scheduling reasons. Yes. Been a bit hectic. Yep. But as you can hear, if you just pause, hear that silence? Brett has an empty nest. The best Just for the mornings, though, right? Um, the day, all day at the all moment. day. Oh, you're spoiled. Very spoiled. Yeah. It's lovely. What have you been doing with your time? A little this, a little, little that. that. Yeah. Cleaning up. Uh, you'd see there's still a big pile over there. Oh, but yeah. So you haven't really cleaned. You've just moved. I've been... Oh, I cleaned out my closet. I cleaned out Will's room. That pile over there is next. Yeah, I hate all that. Uh, yeah. Necessary evil. Things have bit. really accumulated over the past few weeks, so... Yeah, so what's up? Is it your good or my good? Um, I think we talked about it before we... No, you know what we're going to do? You're going to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm a broken record talking about it, but when I posted a story a couple weeks ago about fasting, some of the guys came over with beer and chicken on a fasting day. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, this is, I really, this, that, if, if I survived that, the temptation, it was a hot day. I was like a cold Budweiser with some chicken. Man, that would, that oh, would be good around now. Oh, it's just so good. Give me a but beer and I didn't chicken, do it. baby. I didn't do it. I, I stuck to the fast. And it was like the, the back to, it was a back, back-to-back day of fasting. So it was the second day. So I could have justified it in my head. Like, you know what? You fasted yesterday. Let me just take a day off. So wait, is it like... It. Oh, God. There's a look <laughs> on like her face. Chicken, She's got a real smart-ass Chicken comment. wings? No. Like or like fried, you sit around gnawing drumsticks with your boys. No, it's chicken. Like half chickens. Quarter chickens. Bomb with a big butcher's knife. What Cut you, it off. You just eat them with your bare hands. No, and it's Portuguese. Go <laughs> Portuguese. There was ribs also. Some <laughs> some some rice and beans and stuff. Yeah, it was good. But I didn't do it. But anyways, good. but that prompted a bunch of people to ask about the fasting, and I guess I guess they haven't been listening to this podcast where I've talked about it. But we're um, not going to go into no depth, no. But Kyle is going to just the, once again uh, give us the yeah, quick and dirty. The protocol is you fast on days you don't lift. And then on those days, you do cardio for about 20 to 45 minutes. Depend, you know, you don't want it to be too intense. You want to keep your heart rate in like the 60 to 75% range. Um, and I mean, it's very simple. For women, 14 to 16 hours. Women can't do it as much because of their, the way that their body reacts with glycogen and insulin and all that stuff. Men can go a bit longer, 18 to 22 hours. Um, you know, a lot of the studies are showing 16 hours doesn't really cut it for men. Um you to really start burning that stubborn fat you want to get into the 18 to 22 hours um yeah so you know you if, if you're trying to lose fat burn fat you want to be doing um three days a week of lifting and if you're trying to put on some muscle you do four days and then you know on those days you're not lifting you fast and when you're not fasting you can kind of eat pretty normal and what were your goals and what are the results that you've seen my i'm kind of going off what I see in the mirror, um, that I mean, if I'm honest, that's I mean that's why I'm doing it. I want to look better. Um, I, I have been tracking it with the weight, but it's it's been real. I think I talked about it a couple 
episodes ago. Like it's been really interesting just tracking it because every day it kind of goes up and down. I do it first thing in the morning and then last thing at night. So I'm kind of seeing how, how much I can fluctuate in the day and then even just overnight while I'm sleeping. Um, you know, and you don't realize how much progress you make until like two days ago. I was taking a look back at, I've been doing this since the end of April. And like I hadn't been above 160 since in the whole month of June. And I hadn't realized that. So I'm like, you can see it's, I've probably, I think according to the app that I'm tracking, it's been like 10 pounds over the, net, the last 60 something days. The COVID-10, I've been calling it. Mm. I don't know where I'm going to end up. Um, you know, because when I started college, I was 120 pounds. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's tiny. Yeah. So, you know, I put about 40 pounds on while I was at college, most of it muscle. And then, you know, kind of been around that 160. I don't know if I ever went above 170. I might have done. Um, but high 160s. And I've just, now I'm in the one, solidly in the 150s. And I don't, I don't know where it's going to end up. And I don't have a goal in terms of the weight. Like I said, it's just how I look in the in the mirror and how I feel in my clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just been it's 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 manageable. I don't have to worry about like cutting out food I like. You know, I just make sure I eat that on a lifting day. Aside so, from the days you fast, yeah, and even on the days you fast, I mean, it's tempting when the fast is over to like just you know gouge and everything. But is it gouge or binge, gorge? Binge, binge, gorge. gorge. That's the yeah. word I was looking for. Um, it's it's hard not to do that. But if you just got to stay disciplined, you don't want to undo the last 18. Like today, I didn't eat enough yesterday on a lifting day and I drank last night. So I'm hungry today. So you, you, And you start to notice the patterns of, of how your body reacts to like not getting enough food the day before. Um, so today's going to be a little bit rough. I'll get through it though. It's pretty, I'm pretty confident. Um, but yeah, um, that's it. 18 to 22 hours for men, 14 to 16 hours for women. Yep. I, I mean, for a weight loss thing, I definitely recommend it. There's all kinds of, I think, and I think we talked about it last season, talking about the benefits of fasting and the cell regeneration, all that stuff. And Fast This Way <clears throat> by Dave Asprey mm-hmm. is a great resource. I have that yeah. book. It's really helpful. Yeah. So I definitely recommend it. And if anyone does have more questions about it, hit me up and we'll, I'm happy to, to help coach you through it and, and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, the, main, the the thing I like about it most is just how manageable it is. Like it's something I can see being sustainable. Like it's just a normal way of life for me now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not worried about necessarily counting calories or, you know, in the back of your mind, you've got to kind of keep track of, right, I don't want to eat too much on a fasting day. You, you don't really have much time anyway. Um, so yeah, it's, it's good. Enjoying good. it. Yeah. Yay. Well, that is something good. Um, what next? Did you have something good? Um, I think my something good is just summer. And, <laughs> summer. um, period summer and the transition in seasons this year. Um, I just felt ready for it. The spring was very intense because it went from like nothing to sports, everything all yeah. at once. Um, and it was a little bit overwhelming. So just enjoying right now a slower pace. Nice. Yeah. Good. All right. So the topic today is how to deal with adversity. And adversity was probably the wrong word I used when when I hit you up about it. It's probably just more like life challenges, like big challenges. Um, So, and this is something I haven't even shared with Brett yet. But um, so two weeks ago, my youngest son was diagnosed as being on the autism spectrum. 
which was not a... I'm going to caveat this and say I think it was a bit of a lazy diagnosis. It was done by Zoom, and there were certain things that the doctor didn't see that he said you know, Braden didn't do or whatever, but... We're getting a second opinion on everything. He's, I mean, he's 100% developmentally delayed, developmentally delayed. He doesn't speak yet. He's nearly three. Um, but that was, I mean, I've been through, I've been through a lot. Like there's some other stuff I'm not going to ever share on here. Um, you know, going through the divorce and everything. <clears throat> but like this one really hit me because it's like your kid. And I think as a parent, the hardest thing is when you can't fix it. There's nothing you can do. Like you, can't, you just can't make it better. Um, so it's kind of like, it, it really did hit me. And, you know, I was surprised at my reactions and it's kind of like, a, it's been an interesting cycle of almost grief. Like at first, I, I, after the appointment, I just went and hugged Braid and cried. And then I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to settle for this. I'm not going to like, take this line down like anything that I can do or provide him to make this better I'm gonna do it and it was just it was like I said it was an interesting um an interesting observate like when I took a step back and looked at how I um, I'm handling and how I and my initial reactions like <clears throat> how can this apply to other challenges in life and and it's, you know, I'd want to have a discussion about, you know, how how do we deal with challenges? Like some people will just it'll, it'll, they'll freeze, and mm-hmm. they they don't know how they just can't think, they don't know how to react, and then the problem gets worse. Other people overcompensate with, you know, trying to distract themselves with something else or trying to do too much to help the situation. It can make it worse. So I just wanted to kind of get into that because I know everybody that listens to this, we all go through challenges, and big or small a challenge is a challenge like how 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 do we get get through it if you know if oh i'm out of breath now yeah you let me go on these long rants well thanks for sharing yeah. that i mean that's not an easy thing yeah. to talk about and appreciate your vulnerability that you shared that um i'm sorry yeah. it sucks yeah it does from a mom who's you know in my as new, as you know nate have my oldest has dyslexia yeah. adhd not the same as autism but it's still, you know, it's a learning disability. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was just talking to, um, Alex about this mm-hmm. yesterday, actually. And I was saying how sometimes, um, I feel like it, it all, you know, God or whoever made this happen for a reason. Cause it's a lesson I needed to mm-hmm. learn. Yeah. Like as he goes through school, I've had to completely change the way I parent and the way I yeah. reward and the way I encourage, right? Because it, for him, like, it can't be about just grades. It can't yeah. because um, he can try so hard and he may not get a great grade. Yeah. Um, so I can't, you know, praise him just based on grades, but that's the way I grew up. So that's like all I knew. Yeah. So I've had to completely change my mindset um, around that and like, so many yeah. other things but um i think one of the big things about adversity and this is sounds trite and like when you're in the thick of it it's not something you really want to hear right. but i do believe that um we're only given what we can handle mm-hmm. like i i so believe that every oh, tough yeah. thing that's happened in my life that like i just didn't think i could get through it i did and i now know that like there's a reason why i got it yeah 
Um, and I think that um, every challenge is meant to, it's like a teaching, it's like a learning moment. It's like, yeah. what, how is this for me? And I know you could be like, how the hell, you know, how could this be? There's no way this is for me, yeah. you know, but it is in a way. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times you don't see, you don't realize it until you're through it or, yeah. you know, almost the way through it. But I do believe in my heart that like, there is some way, even if it's a tiny small yeah. way that it's for us. Um, I mean, he's such a beautiful boy and yeah. he really is so special and yeah. he has, he absolutely has gifts. Yeah. Are they going to be the conventional traditional kind of gifts? No. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's people out there who do really big things. That's another thing I try to remember specifically with learning disabilities some of the most successful people have most of the most yeah successful people. i mean a lot of there's a lot of really successful people on the spectrum yeah right like um elon musk i believe yeah. is autistic i i know um, an engineer who i work with he's dyslexic yeah and, and like you can code it's incredible yeah like there's authors that are dyslexic yeah. i'm like well, how yeah. <laughs> einstein was dyslexic like yeah. it's nothing to do with intelligence no um, but tell that to your yeah, and I mean, to, actually, that was one point that one of the the women that works with him said. She's like, all it really means is he learns differently. Exactly, exactly. So, but our job as parents is to like yeah. reinforce that, yeah. and it's really hard, especially as they start getting older. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So you know, like from how I dealt with it, and it's going to be dealing with. You know, but the my initial thing, of course, was the emotion, and I gave I gave myself that space to be like, right, I'm just going to be upset about it. Good. Right, and then once I was over that, and of course, I'm still upset about it. Yeah. I have I still have my moments, but you've got to be practical about like he doesn't need me being upset. He needs no. me to be like his father yep. and and get him through this. Yep. Um. But then and then it was the, okay. I and again, it took me a little bit of time to step back and think about okay how did I handle this but I've I've found you know what grounds me and it's of course my family um my work and you know a lot of people don't uh I'm pretty I've become pretty uh I don't want to say religious I don't believe in religion too much but I've become very spiritual again I think Mm -hmm. I've talked about it on here Mm -hmm. and I rediscovered my faith and like that's something I've been holding on to and that's what's that's what's grounded me and then by grounding yourself, it kind of recharges you and it gives you the energy to, to move forward. Yep. Um, rather than, you know, I could have, you know, which a lot of people do, They, like I said, you overcompensate and you start trying to do too much and then you burn yourself out. But it really, I think it's just finding what grounds you first is what can give you the anchor to then do what needs to be done. Yeah. A lot of people don't, firstly, don't give themselves the space to let their emotions out about it because you're not going to be, optim you know working optimally if you've got all this shit inside of you that you're just not letting out because Mm -hmm. it it will it will destroy you or it'll come out with like passive you know your passive aggressive towards your child Mm -hmm. or whatever the situation is yeah um and then i think just patience like you have to be patient and i mean in this particular instance it's you know, like a diaper change is not just a diaper change anymore because we have to teach him certain skills of this is where he learns how to undress and get dressed and you know how to, how to take a diaper off and he's become very good at it but like it's not it's not you know <clears throat> having raised mason is yeah. completely different now you know and and you know i mean it's like you said with nate it's like what you're used to 
that's not the norm anymore. Right. So whatever your challenge or situation, you just have to accept that's the new normal for you. And how do I, how do I get out of it? Or how do I move forward with this? And don't let it become baggage and don't let the challenge define you either. Like too many people let shit that happened to them define them. You know, I know parents of autistic kids that they have, they just carry a big chip on their shoulder the whole life because yeah. they're like, well, my kid's different to everyone else's. Fuck everyone. Yeah. You know? And it's like, that's, that's not how you do it. It's like you said, you've been given a challenge rise to the occasion you're not doing yourself a, you're doing yourself a disservice and more important you're doing your kid a disservice um but again like some people listeners just don't even, don't have kids so it's, i don't want to make it too specific to my situation or to your situation but it's you know there are two challenges that come to mind when talking about this kind of thing and it can be it could be a small challenge even if it's like a fitness goal that kind of challenge it's not an adversity but you know, that's, I think that's how you have to look at any challenge you, you approach is, all right, I'm going to ground myself, give myself the space to get into a good headspace for this, and then tackle it head on. Yeah. You know? I mean, the truth is that, like, not, regardless of what it is, but, like, none of us are going to get out of this life unscathed. Like, it's just part of the human experience yeah. to even the people who look perfect on social media or your friend who you think is perfect, mm-hmm. like... I guarantee you we all, everybody has things that they're just, that are going to come oh, up yeah. in life. We all have things. Um, and some of us are better at dealing with them than others. Yeah. And some of us have just had to learn the hard way. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that denial is a common way of, of yeah. dealing with it too. Um, you know, and that can just be ignoring the issue or then like running the other way and, you know, consuming substances yeah. or, you know, just finding a way to avoid it and like numb yeah. out. Yeah. Um, but I think the fact that you're like willing to feel your feelings about it first. Yeah. That's important, you know, yeah. and it's going to come and go in waves, like, we'll be fine, and then all of a sudden, something will come up in school that all of a sudden will just, like, bring yeah. it all back again, and, like, how helpless I feel, and yeah. I get upset again. Yeah. Um, but then we just, de- you know, we have to just deal with it. Yeah. Um, and I don't ever let him see me get a sense. Yeah, of course. We do. T- I am. We are open with him about it, though. Like, he knows he has dyslexia. Yeah. But I don't let him see me, like, get a sense. Yeah. And, I, you know, and I, especially when it comes to the kids, is we have to remind ourselves it's not about us. It's about them. Like, yeah. You know, whether we're upset or happy, it, it doesn't matter. Like, it's about them and their their path in life. And all we're, all we're here to do is guide them appropriately and guide them the right way. Yes. You know? Even telling them how what to do is not really how you're supposed to parent. It's like you're guiding them. Yeah. Um, but you can't guide someone if you're lost. So you have to you have to make sure that you are on the path you're supposed to be too, and don't let it derail you. Yeah. You know when these obstacles come up. I think so. One of the books that I looked, I have so many personal development books. Yeah. So when you said what you wanted to talk about, I looked through my Went little... through the library. Went through the library. <laughs> Got the ladder out. I may as well use them for something. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're actually... So Stoicism, I think, is really an amazing What does that philosophy. word mean? So Stoics were ancient Greek philosophers. Okay. So it's like a form of philosophy. All right. Um, and The Obstacle is the Way is a really wonderful book. Mm-hmm. 
very digestible. So the obstacle is the way? Is the way, yeah. Okay. So like Marcus Aurelius um, mm-hmm. believed in a lot of Stoa, Stoic so I always principles. thought it was Stoic. I always <laughs> it was the daily Stoic. You Maybe were. you could say yeah. that. Um, but he, in this book, Ryan Holiday kind of breaks it down to three things, perception, action, and then will. So perception is like how we look at the issue. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the lens through which we see yeah. the challenge. And I think initially it's hard not to look at it negatively. Of course. Yeah. But like you say, it's, I think it's good to sit with it. And then this is where the whole, how is this for me mm-hmm. thinking comes in or, you know, there's a saying that I've always kind of believed in. It's like very trite, but it's almost like a little mantra. Like every challenge is an opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, which again, it, in the moment is hard yeah yeah but, if someone said that to you in, in the moment yeah you'd, you'd be like F off, but. peace out yeah but um you know i think it's just shifting your mindset around it is so important or reframing yeah even if it's just in tiny ways yeah. you know um trying to see the positive in it yeah that's a bit a big a big uh a big way of of getting around you know in this situation is well you know one thing I, I always bring up is like when when your child hits the milestones they're supposed to hit you don't really think about how they got there yeah whereas with Braden, it's like all right if he's gonna if he's gonna get to speaking he's got to do all of this stuff first and i'm like i don't even remember if mason did all that stuff yeah you know but now think you know twisting it to make it positive i'm like all right well now i get to actually focus on these little things which i never yes, did before that's you know? a great and th- way i mean to this is it. this is life you know you only live it once and you know maybe he's going to end up being far superior than a lot of a lot of kids are doing certain things because you we actually put the time in now and there know? will be i mean once again i know it's not exactly like dyslexia but yeah. i think in some from what i understand you can tell me is um like with dyslexia, there's the brain kind of overcompensates in other areas right. because of the the one area is not weaker but yeah. learns differently. So like for example, Nate with sports is preternaturally just Yeah. He really is, you know, like he when he was two and a half, three, he got on a bike without training training wheels and literally rode away. Right. We were like, What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what? a little scary. Um yeah, he was like, I can, t- he could barely talk. He's like, I can do it. We're like, what? But, you know, that's an error. That's like shows where yeah. he is really strong. And, you know, knowing that, that's part of why I drive him to the ends of the earth. And, you know, there's a yeah. lot of parents who do that for their kids anyway. And I probably would. But it's also, it's just for us, it's like all the more important. Um yeah. Because that's where he can really thrive yeah. and flourish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's, it's all, like you said, it's all about finding the positive outcome from the, from the problem. Yeah. You know, otherwise it just weighs you down. Yes. You know, it's, a lot of this is like internal dialogues you've got to help with yourself, but you've got to be open to that. And I think that's what, when I was saying it, it freezes people, like people aren't willing to you're not literally sat there talking to yourself but like having that dialogue in your head of all right what do i need to do how do i feel about this where can i go who can i go to that's gonna you know ground me give me some strength and then let me figure out how i'm I'm gonna get out of this or how i'm gonna approach this there's some challenges you don't get out of 
you know there's some some things are, are lifelong like if it's some, an illness in the family or or something like that there's no getting out of it but all right what can i do so if 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 someone's sick okay how how do i make sure that we have the best experiences going forward yeah you know things like that but yeah i think that the positive spin on it's definitely a big thing um and i think also part of that is like gratitude we talk mm-hmm. about this a lot but in the darkest moments there's always yeah. something to be grateful for you yeah. know like he's healthy yeah um there really is just always and I actually, in those kind of moments, so when I'm going through adversity or if I just feel like I'm just, I hate when people say this, but I'm going to say it, going through a hard season, <laughs> I hate that. I don't think I've heard that before. Oh, don't start saying it. No. Please. But I'll, I'll go back to my like daily gratitude practice. Yeah. Like I did it this morning. The minute I woke up and my feet hit the floor, I was like, oh, wait, Yeah. what are you grateful for? And I just sit there for a second and really try to like, when you do Be that, because the, uh, the gratitude thing was something I did for a while, but I kind of found like I was saying the same thing every day. But do you find that that helps? And then I kind of stopped doing it because of that. But like, do you find it helps even if you're saying the same thing every day? I do. I think yeah. as long as you're like, you can't be like, you can't be like, I'm grateful for the sun. Okay, time to make coffee. Right. I think you have to be like, close your eyes for a second and be like, I'm so grateful for the way the warm sun fell on my body yesterday. And like, I just felt calm and at peace. And then maybe you take a deep breath and mm-hmm. you just like embody that for a second and then you move on. Yeah. Right. Like today I was like, oh, I was like, I'm so grateful for this heavy blanket that I sleep under and it just feels so cozy. Yeah. And now I have to get out of bed. <laughs> yeah. Not <laughs> but, grateful for that. Yeah. But um, I think, you know, as long as you just, it's not like a surface thing, which is why I don't love the idea of some people say, you know, list five things you're grateful for every day, Mm -hmm. which to me can feel like a lot because it just becomes kind of like grateful for my food, grateful for, I don't know, like my fingers. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I found I was, I was reading it after a couple years or a year after doing it. And I was like, well that doesn't really apply anymore that was kind of i was kind of filling that line with bullshit there yeah uh, yeah it's just it becomes a bit of a but i think yeah if you do it the way you're doing it like actually kind of go into why you're grateful for it and yeah uh, and you'll find that throughout the day i think it's good to do it in the morning but then it's also good at night because you you kind of do like a mental rewind of your day yeah. and you what you start doing is throughout the day you start noticing little moments like this morning, Will usually, you know, Will's our third, he's our last baby. So, like, he's always going to have to deal with me basically just coming over and, like, yeah, squeezing him. <laughs> and normally he's just like, okay. But today he's like, Mom, I want you to squeeze me. Oh. You know, and he never does that. And that was, like, that's yeah. probably going to be the highlight of my day. Yeah. Like, something that I'm just so grateful for. And you start yeah. noticing, like, these little things that only you know yeah. Um, so instead of I'm grateful for my voice, it's I'm grateful that I got to hug him and feel his little body yeah. and yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, people often focus on what they don't have or what what the challenges in their lives are, and and they focus in a negative way. Exactly. And you know when you're grateful for what you have, well, number one, you realize how much you actually do have. Like yeah. the challenge you face is actually less than what you do have. Yeah. Um. It, it can give, give give you the strength to get through it and to, to really tackle the problem. Yeah, and that yeah. leads to, like, how is this for me instead yeah. of how is this against me? Yeah. Um, 
I think also like compassion and thinking about relativity, like, you know, we leave, we live better than legitimately something like 98% of yeah. the population of the world, you know, like most, you know, many, many people on this earth don't even have access to water. Yeah, I know. I you know? know, so it's like, if things are really bad, sometimes I will, I'll just be like, okay, this could be so much worse. Yeah. I could be homeless. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, in some countries around the world, they wouldn't even think about diagnosing autism because they wouldn't no. even know what it is. Yeah. A lot yeah. of countries. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I mean, and one of the things that really grounded me was, was Andrea just because like it didn't phase her the same way it phased me mm-hmm. and like seeing how strong she was about it. And the fact that, you know, it always blows my mind that she doesn't need to be there. Like she's chosen to be there. Like that's like, and then I'm, I'm going to be the, the soppy bastard over there getting upset about it when I have this amazing woman who's here to tackle the problem and she's doing it because she wants to, not because she has to. Mm-hmm. Like I'm his father. I have to do it. You know, she's a stepmom, but she could choose not to be. Yeah. But she's there. And like, that gave me so much strength. So, you know, that comes back to the grounding. Like what, what is it that grounds you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if, if you're around stuff that is not going to be a positive influence on you, then maybe this is the time. Now this challenges, you know, take a positive outlook on it. All right. What am I going to change about my life? Who am I going to change that's in my circle that is, is either going to hold me back or it's going to distract me from approaching this challenge? Yes. You know, and it could, I mean, it could, if you have financial problems, it could be that friend that's like a bad influence on you. And yeah. it's making you spend money you don't have. Maybe you got to cut them off. Yeah. Little things like that. But I mean, that kind of steps on the positive positivity point. But, you know, use it as a way of, you know, kind of like instead of it being a roadblock, it's just a checkpoint. I'm going to pause, evaluate. Where, you know, where's my life right now? What am I doing that I shouldn't be doing? What do I need to do that I should be doing? And move on. Yeah. I think too, like your partner... Friends, mm-hmm. people that aren't going to judge, people that will just support you no matter what yeah. you're going through and just be like, how can I help? Yeah. Like, what can I do? Yeah. Um, having those kind of friends is really important, yeah. I think, especially when you're going through hard times, because I think yeah. the tendency is to want to like withdraw, withdraw. Yep. Um, and to be able to have people that like see you and will be there for yeah. you regardless. And by that same token, paying it forward, you know, like if if you're going through a challenge and someone else is going through either something similar or it could be anything like divert some of your energy to that. Yeah. You know, and if, if we all pay it forward, we're all, we're always going to have someone lifting us up from behind, mm-hmm. you know, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just adult adulthood. Nobody's, you know, unfortunately yeah. like this isn't the stuff they teach you in school. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just not, yeah. And so having a community is really Yeah, important. you know, I mean, both of my kids are, you know, they're actually currently getting evaluated for, um, I guess, special services. I mean, Mason's behind for other reasons. He was, he was always a little bit behind with school. But like, I've never been of the mindset that education in the sense of school grades and where they go to college I've, I've never viewed that as important. Like, I really don't give a shit. I don't care if they go to college. As long as they do something that they're happy with and that they can sustain for the rest of their life, I'm all for it. So I, I don't have that pressure, but so many parents put that pressure on themselves and their kids, more importantly, to like live up to this 
this fantasy that we've all created that you've got to go to a good school, you've got to get a good degree so you can get a good job. Maybe a good job isn't for your kid. You know, a good job being a very highly paid one. Maybe that's not what their calling is in life. But why are we putting that pressure on ourselves? You know, yeah. so that's something else you've got to take a step back when you're faced with a challenge. How much of this is me? How, yeah. much am I, how much am I putting on myself here that I, like, do I really need to be putting this much pressure on myself? And will I be able to just keep moving if I don't? Yeah, I think especially, I mean, you live in Summit. Yeah. Like, I live in Maplewood. In this area, the pressure is really intense. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of extremely high-performing yeah. folks yeah. <laughs> around here. Um, it's very much like I would say the New York city kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's challenging. Yeah. Yeah. But so the second thing was action. So, um, taking action, right? Maybe it is researching the problem yeah. and trying to get to the bottom of it and figuring out steps to take. Maybe it is calling your friends who, you know, will either listen and support or has gone through this before or will connect you with somebody. Um, Maybe it is calling your therapist. Yeah. Um, I think the next step kind of is taking action. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, and that's a mistake a lot of people make is it doesn't have to be a big, like it doesn't have to be that knockout punch that's going to get you over the line. And, and well, that's two sports analogies that are completely unrelated, but (laughs) But people often think that, right, I just have to, I just have to get this done. Well, it's like, no, it could just be, like you said, small actions and that the, gives you the momentum to get through something. So, okay, maybe, yeah, like you said, I'm going to research the problem. Okay, then, right, what's one thing related to the problem I can do? Okay, let me do that. Yeah. And then, let me, you know, tomorrow we're going to focus on this and then, and then this. Rather than, you know, you, you're going to end up running into the wall and you won't break it. Yeah. And then you're going to end up hurting yourself. Yeah. Like with Nate, we found people who could help us. Tutors. um, We switched to school. We switched to a school where their teachers were very engaged and willing to partner with us. Um, Which makes always makes me, it just makes me feel so much better. The times I get the most upset is when I feel like I'm alone in it. Yeah. Um, Because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) You know. None of us do. Um. So I think with anything, not feeling alone in it. Yeah. Um, And one thing too, we're talking about taking action, but I do think part of this is kind of surrender. Right. Like over and over again, because as you say, some challenges can be overcome and there's an end to it. But then like the things that we're talking right now, like learning disabilities, like there's not like, it's not like it's over. Right. (laughs) And I had a long period of time where I thought, it would be like it was like a common cold like yeah oh yeah no 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 we're just this is going to be remediated and this will be this will be gone and and the truth is is that like it's not it doesn't work that way it doesn't work that way um and i think that just surrendering and like yeah like really just getting peace getting at peace and still and the fact that like it is what it is you can't fight it yeah you just need to accept and again, take action yeah. and perceive it the best yeah, way so you don't, can. Yeah, so don't get surrendering confused with not do, not taking any action. Yes, it's, it's surrender is like... Accepting. Accepting yeah. and not trying to fight it or make it completely go away. Yeah, um, Yeah. know what know what the enemy is, who the enemy is. Yeah, and, exactly. And learn. Yeah. Do the best you can. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then one of the other things that Ryan Holiday talks about in this book is um, will. Mm-hmm. So he talks about internal power, quiet, quiet resolve, flexibility, which I think are all really important. Mm-hmm. Um, flexibility because things always change. Yeah, you got to be agile. You got to be ready to pivot. Yeah, and accept what we can't change. Right, that's like a religious yeah. thing, but there is truth to it. I mean, yeah. that's surrender right there. Yeah, and then managing expectations. That's huge. <laughs> like yeah. huge. Um, you have to really. That's uh, to me. That's like a huge part of surrender is like letting go of. Yeah. All the things that, you know, you expected to be the outcome of the situation or you may have expected your life to go one yeah. way and then it kind of uh, goes sideways. You have yeah. to, like, really let go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what I was saying in terms of, like, we put this pressure on ourselves that, okay, I've got this dream of this is going to happen and then something happens that prevents that or leads you in a different direction. But if you if you're still focused on that... Why are you putting that pressure on yourself? Yeah. Not accept what, what's in front of you. Okay, what's the best I can make of this situation now? And just take some, take some action. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And have the will to do it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I think that was good. I, I don't want to get everyone too down. I hope it was motivating and inspiring. And, yeah, yeah, so some of the things we talked about are... Yeah. So two books I'm going to recommend. The Obstacles of the Way by Ryan Holiday. And then also... Um, when things fall apart by Pima Chodron. Um, this book, the title is really misleading. It makes it sound very like doom and gloom. It's more about dealing with challenges. Um, like it's what, to, what to do book. when things fall apart. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and it's not that dire. Yeah. Oh boy. See, listen, we had a we had a perfect run, and then yeah. the dog started. You were smart to start rapping. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, my husband's getting yeah. a starring role. But okay, no, for the so first we've time. talked about, so those two books I recommend, um, Perception, so how we see the problem, Taking Action, which also includes Surrender, yeah. and then Will, so mm-hmm. Persistence, Flexibility, and Accepting What We Can't Change. Yes. That was good. Good? Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Happy summer, by the way. Happy summer. Let's, Let's celebrate. Let's go. Yeah. Although it's raining and miserable right now. We'll make the best of it. Okay, cranky pants. We'll make the best of it. <laughs> All right. All right. I gotta run. Adios. To the moon.